Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go around the horn. I want to bring in the crew. Everybody watched that game last night. There's only one game going on. Obviously, a lot to talk about with everything that happened in NBA Game 4, but it was on Friday night. So we will continue to unpack that and get you ready for NBA Game 5. I think it's going to be the final game of the NBA regular season as well tonight NHL season ended last night in controversial fashion it appeared that Asheville Predators scored a goal early in the second period I've read you the review that in theory would allow that to be reviewed I've got a couple of guys who say they're hockey uh, experts 877-996-6369 if you guys want to call in but I want to go around the horn uh Jason Martin how egregious did you see that error as being in the overall grand scheme of things was it worse than the NBA officiating in game four? It was really bad. Um, One of the big things is it's unquantifiable the difference between any one play in an NBA game and a goal in the NHL. Because Because goals are so much harder to get. Like baskets are one thing. If you miss a call on whether it's a two or a three or you miss a call on a block charge in the NBA, the game moves so quickly that by and large that kind of gets eliminated over the course of a game. Great point. Whereas a goal is so hard to get in hockey, especially in a game like this, which was basically tied, almost looked like it was going to go to a scoreless overtime. One goal is absolutely massive. So when you blow that, it it, it is really a a call the likes of which nothing in the NBA even compares to. Yeah, it's massive on a lot of scales. It's massive for the offense. It's massive for Pecorini in this situation in terms of his confidence and knowing he has one, that his team has a big lead. They didn't end up scoring in the last 120-plus minutes of the series. That's how rare goals can be in hockey. The problem with this call to me is the official that made the call lost the puck. Like, he couldn't see it. He thought that uh, the goaltender had it, and he blew the whistle. 
and that is a problem. It's like if you lose it, maybe let somebody else make the call. I know it's in real time and it's a little bit more difficult, and it's tough to take because it's the second goal in this series that was disallowed for Nashville, the one last night that, that could have you know swung the momentum and given them a chance to win game six goes against them. P.K. Subban has one taken away in the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals up in Pittsburgh after a phantom weird offsides review that led to three quick goals and a totally different series to start. It's also the fact that I just began the show, and I tweeted this out. You can go follow me at Clay Travis, reading from the actual NHL rulebook, which seems to suggest that this play was actually reviewable. And when you consider all of the other reviews that take place in the NHL, this was, you know, I'm not even sure it's possible that that puck goes all the way in on its own. I mean, it was rolling in towards the goal before it was even knocked in. Now, maybe the, the, the goalkeeper would have realized that he didn't have the puck and spun around and been able to save it. Uh, to me, that's a clear goal, and I, I think it was blown. Eddie Garcia, I believe, is he with us now? Um, is, the, uh, is the resident expert of hockey who is in studio in L.A. with us. Uh, how bad is he with us right now, guys? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie, how bad of a missed call was that from a hockey guy perspective? You're a hockey guy. How bad was that? Uh, The best way I can answer that is that it's not that uncommon. When a referee loses sight of a puck, he's instructed to blow the whistle, and that's what he did. Now, was he in the proper position did he, could he have gotten a better look? Could he have been in another you know area on the ice to try and get a better look at it? I don't know. How often, when an official loses control of the puck, does it actually result in a goal? Though, I mean, that's a that's a like to me where it becomes kind of an inexcusable failure on his part. He wasn't in great position. I've watched the replay, and I guess he just assumed like that the that the puck had been caught. I mean, it's easy to lose. And, and by the way, I don't believe they blow the whistle every time they lose sight of the puck either, because it happens all the time. Like watch a hockey game. Like anytime the, the the ball the puck goes off of a goalie and there's a scrum in front of the net, you can't tell me that the official has constantly got the ability to know where that puck is. Half that, the time we don't know. That is true, but they also judge it fairly or not by on what the goaltender is doing. If the goaltender is scrambling and they don't see it, then they're not going to blow the whistle. But if a goaltender like Matt Murray was is holding his glove tight and isn't moving they will assume that he's got it in his glove or in his equipment, in his armpit somewhere, and more often than not, they will blow the whistle on that. All right, the other thing is people are saying it's not reviewable, and I just read, again, from the NHL rulebook. Am I wrong about the way that I'm interpreting this rule? And again, I'm going to read from the rulebook for you. Um, It says, The video review process shall be permitted to assist the referees in determining the legitimacy of all potential goals. And then there are a couple of examples, but it says, This would also include situations whereby the referee stops play or is in the process of stopping play because he has lost sight of the puck and it is subsequently determined by video review that the puck crosses or has crossed the goal line and enters the net as the culmination of a continuous play where the result was unaffected by the whistle, i.e. the timing of the whistle was irrelevant to the puck entering the net at the end of a continuous play. That all seems to be in play here. Again, I would need an NHL rules expert to explain it. And Jason Martin, you found back on October 19th, a replay reversed after a quick whistle and a goal counted for Calgary against Buffalo I mean, this seems like the NHL might not only have had an inadvertent whistle, which was wrongly applied, but then also wrongly applied its own goal review process. 
I don't know how many people in the media are talking about this so far, but I would love to hear from uh, the crew out there in OutKick, 877-996-6369. Eddie, like, that sounds like it applies here, I don't, doesn't it, it? No, it doesn't because that's assuming that the, pl- the puck does not, is not touched by another player. Once Colton Sissons touches that puck, then that's, then that's it. If it's going in, you know, directly into the goal, then yes, then they can review that. But once Colton Sissons affects the play, then, then that wipes it off. So how do you determine what's a continuous play and what's if, not if, a continuous play? If the play? puck hits the goaltender and then rolls in on its own, then that's, that's a continuous shot. But once another player comes in and touches the puck, I think uh, my understanding is then, that's, then that, that kills the play. Well, I don't that, know, Jason. That would be, well, see, that would be true, except that this video, and maybe it's just what you're saying is accurate and what they did back on October 19th is, is wrong, but a whistle blew that shouldn't have. Call was reversed after the replay. I tweeted it out from at Kick on Twitter, the video, actually. Mike Harrington, some journalist, uh, put it out again last night. It says, Michael Backlund's shot is denied, but Michael Froelich finds the rebound and jams at home to even the game at one in the first period. The whistle blew between those two shots. And it was disallowed for the exact same reason. Replay then reversed it, and they said it was a good goal. So that's that's a problem. So they sent it. They sent it to the official NHL home office, where they basically review every goal back in October, and this is basically the exact same situation. And they said that's a good goal. Except it's not really the exact same situation because one is a regular season game in October, and the no, other no, no. But is I mean, I, I, it Cup is the exact game. same. It's the exact yes, same situation yes. in terms of the result. Yes. Uh, you know, like you have a whistle blow, a guy puts a ball in, uh, puts a puck in. Again, we, we've retweeted that. I see it now. I'll watch that video during break. But, again, I want to open up the phone lines. I think this is potentially. Now, again, it's the NHL, so the, the, the amount of interest that it's going to get, I think this is worse than game four. Will you go look at uh, – Eddie, will you go look at this thing that Jason Martin just tweeted uh, I'm out? I'm looking I at mean, it right now, yeah. Because, uh, in, in theory, if that call was made correctly – then either either one of two things is going to have to happen. The NHL is going to have to come out and say, okay, we made the wrong call back on October 19th, uh, and we erred in allowing that goal, or we made the wrong call in the Stanley Cup. You know, I mean, and one is obviously infinitely more significant than the other. October 19th is what, like the first or second game of the NHL season? I mean, it's as early in the year just about as you could possibly get, whereas here you're talking about literally the biggest stage for the sport and a a situation where everything could have changed, could have forced a game seven. Who knows what the result in this game would have been if we had gotten that goal standing early in the second, uh, second period. But at a minimum, you would think that makes it likely that even if the, the, the Penguins score with a minute and a half left, we're talking about overtime or maybe the Penguins would have gotten hot and they would have scored later. But this certainly is putting a black eye on the way the season ended again. I'm going to watch this uh, this replay review when we go to trending here momentarily. We'll come back and we'll talk to you guys. Again, open phone lines, 877-996-6369. Did the NHL blow it so badly last night in their officiating that they're making the NBA officials look competent? Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Controversial ending in the Nashville Predator and Pittsburgh Penguins series, uh, a goal that was disallowed as the result of an inadvertent whistle. Was it worse than the way that Game 4 was officiated in the NBA? We'll talk a little bit more about Game 5, but what shouldn't have been controversial at all was how spectacular 
I looked the last night. See, I have back. I'm a huge fan of the television show Friday Night Lights. And if you didn't watch Friday Night Lights, I question what you're doing with your life. I'm not as sure is it available on Netflix, Hulu. It's out there somewhere. Netflix. It's on Netflix. All right. You pay ten dollars a month for Netflix. And if you haven't watched Friday Night Lights, you are wasting your life. I mean this honestly. And what you could probably do is, even if your wife is not a big fan or maybe your husband's not a big sports fan, it's such a good drama that I feel like a lot of people didn't watch it because they were concerned about the sports connection to it. By and large, dramas that involve sports haven't become insanely popular in our society. And that's because, by and large, despite the fact that everybody listening right now to Sports Talk uh, the show is 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 big are big sports fans most people are not that big sports fans in the country that's true i mean 20 million people watched the nba finals game four for example it's a great crowd it means 94 percent of all the people in the united states were not watching game four that kind of puts in perspective oh so many people watch game four well no Actually, only 6% of Americans watched Game 4 in the NBA Finals. 94% of people were not watching. That kind of puts into perspective what percentage of people are actually watching. Okay, So a lot of people don't care that much about sports, despite the fact that you and me and everybody listening to us right now does love sports. Okay, Friday Night Lights is not just a sports story. It is a story about a small town in Texas, the drama that surrounds it, a coach and his wife's relationship. It's a spectacular show, so I cannot recommend this show highly enough to you. When they finished Friday Night Lights, NBC had a website up where you could go and buy all the gear and the props that were associated with Friday Night Lights. And on that website, they had the coach's polo that was worn by Kyle Chandler. I don't know. He probably ran through, what, like 500 of them, 1,000 of them over the course of filming they had the the Permian High School East Dillon back in the day. Uh, before he moved, he was the they were Permian, right? The Permian Panthers or whatever they were. Yep. Um, and so they had the blue uh, blue polo with the gold P on it for Permian. And so I bought one of that one of those shirts because I was such a big fan of the show. I also bought a big placard that says "Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose," which is which is an iconic uh, thing from that show. Iconic phrase. So I wore out, the Preds again are blue and gold, so I was like, okay, well, I'll wear, my, my, my wife actually suggested, she said, you should break out your Friday night, uh, Friday night Lights coach's polo. So I wore that, I wore some jeans, and I wore just kind of like normal shoes. And my wife took a picture of me, and I tweeted out uh, as follows. What did I say, Jason Martin? Have you got that tweet open in front of you right now? Yes, I do. I've got all of this in front of me. You tweet out, breaking out Coach Taylor's game-worn FNL polo tonight. Clear hearts, full hearts. Or clear, uh, sorry, clear eyes, full hearts. Preds can't lose. So nice that's try. a totally, I mean, a pretty good tweet. I thought, you know what? People are going are gonna to like the fact that I'm breaking out my Friday Night Lights polo. There's a lot of Friday Night Lights fans out there in the OutKick crew. And I just got destroyed for my outfit. I mean, you would have thought that I was, and it's early for I Hate You, Clay Travis, but you would have thought that I was just, like, it's amazing to me how much people care about dudes and what they wear, right? Like, in general. So I thought I looked totally normal. Polo, polo's a little bit oversized, but again, it's not bought for me. It is a larger size polo, probably the kind of polo you would tuck in. You know, not the kind of polo, like, nowadays, guys wear, like, everybody looks like a Euro, 
if you're like 20s and you're single, everybody's got like so jeans so tight your balls can't breathe, and you got like uh, like I don't even know how people wear these jeans that I see guys wearing now. And then you got like uh, polos, and I've got a few of these that are so tight. If you like flex your uh, a muscle in your arm or your uh, in like your tricep muscle, the entire shirt just explodes. I mean that's how tight it is. Everybody looks like a euro. Like, this is what's taken over. Like, your balls are all, like, clamped into your groin. Like, I don't know how guys wear these things. Like, everybody's jeans are a little bit too high. Like, anyway, I thought I looked perfectly normal. Jason Martin, before you re- – well, actually, let's read these tweets, and then I'll go around the horn. Danny G, Robert, everybody pull it up in the studio. I want an assessment on on, on whether Thank I you, deserve there you go. this criticism. Do we have the Friday Night Lights music? This is close. This is This is explosions in the sky. Okay. So it's good enough. All right, this sounds like the Friday Night Lights music. I was destroyed for the outfit that I wore to the hockey game last night. Here's what people had to say. Got about 12 or 13 tweets. They're all epic, plus one that just came in that's pretty impressive. Here we go. Some of the daddish jeans I've ever seen in public. And then the reply to that tweet is, those are mom jeans. (laughs) So my jeans are getting crushed. I thought these are the most normal jeans. And by the way, they were a little bit tight. I was like, are these jeans too tight? I didn't think they were dad jeans at all. Continue. Small hands, comparing you to Donald Trump, obviously. Atrocious shoes. Atrocious. These are brand new shoes. My friends at Under Armour sent them them to me. My wife looks, by the way, my wife, really good looking, incredible taste. She loves these shoes. She was like, you should be wearing these shoes. I think the shoe criticism, way out of bounds. That's fake news. I thought you were rich. Those jeans don't belong to rich people. I, like, what, what do people spend money on their jeans for? Rich people wear clothes that are comfortable. Like right now, I'm in shorts and flip-flops and a t-shirt. Any day, as far as I'm concerned, that I can wear shorts, a t-shirt, and a flip-flop and get paid for it is a good day. Rich people wear whatever they want, and I wore those jeans. I, I didn't like the people look, like look at jeans and know how much they cost now. So ridiculous tweet. Sneakers with jeans, womp womp. Is that uncommon? Sneakers? I thought everybody wore jeans and sneakers. Like, who? What am I supposed to wear with my jeans? Like, like cowboy boots? Like, uh, like really high end shoes? I mean, I thought everybody went sneakers and jeans. Do they not pay you enough at Fox Sports to dress better? Uh, this, uh, again, I, I think I was. I think I looked so good that you're everybody who has a girlfriend or wife. Like, I think your girlfriend or wife wanted to sleep with me when she saw me. That's how good I looked. Wow. Are those K-Swiss tennis shoes? <laughs> no, they're Under Armour tennis shoes. Are K-Swiss not cool now? I don't even know. No, they never were. All right. Unless you're a female. Is that Mike Greenberg? Oh, that that's was low. one. That was Here's low. a good one. Here's somebody that knows you. Clay Travis in pants? What is this world coming to? Yeah, you, you know were what? in pants. That's a, that's a rarity. I wore pants because I'm in an arena where it's cold. The ice is cold. Freezing. Like cold. You have to wear jeans. You can't wear shorts to a hockey game. Baggy jeans with tennis shoes and an oversized polo. Come on, man. You're a millionaire. Looks like you stopped by Kohl's on the way in. <laughs> Kohl's spelled K-H-O-L-S, by the way. By the way, Kohl's, there's probably the CEO of Kohl's just got into his car. He's like, this He's now week's sobbing. Gonna be, this week's going to be amazing. And then he just got in the car, and I just got They saw my outfit, and I just got destroyed for it. I actually don't mind Kohl's. And it's fine. Look, the reason why the polo didn't fit was because it's a vintage Coach, coach's polo from Friday Night Lights. Dylan Panthers. Dylan Panthers. And it is a, uh, it's an extraordinary uh, look there. And let's be honest, like the jeans were tight. Like, I don't understand. Like, do I literally need to be wearing jeans that are so tight 
Like literally, you can see my balls through them because that's what that's the only thing I'm seeing when people say I'd like, like to these say jeans no are too to big. Question. Like should should I only be wearing je- jeans that are so tight? Like you're like, well, I can see Clay's left testicle and there's his right testicle and there's his phallus. Is that what you have to wear now? I don't know because that's the only response I'm getting from people who are saying the jeans weren't tight enough. LOL, you look like you robbed a belk, which reminds <laughs> us of the Arkansas player from Christmas. LOL, you looked like you robbed a belk is really funny. Again, belk department stores, CEO just got in the car. He's like, man, I'm going to put on outkick the coverage. I love my guy, Clay Travis. Belk and Coles just getting destroyed. Sleeves aren't long enough. Taking shots at the sleeves. Again, it's all about the size of this polo as well. And then, what a don't I think he was trying to say douche, and he spelled D-O-U-N-C-H-E-L, exclamation point. So that's a all fail. All right, so everybody can go look at this outfit. It's pinned, I believe, to the top of my page uh, at Clay Travis, but I'm going to go around the horn here. Wait, one more good one before oh, okay. we do that. We're not done yet. This is one that came in about two minutes ago, and it he was nice enough to tag me in it. Just saw your outfit. I'm not going to crush you, but you look like an employee for Best Buy. It's pretty good, except I don't think Best Buy allows jeans with their blue and yellow polos. But that does look a lot like a Best Buy polo. (laughs) All right, so this is what I deal with on social media. I think that I look incredible. I've got my Friday Night Lights polo. I'm I'm putting a picture out ready for the game. You just heard me get crushed, absolutely crushed for what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a polo, jeans, and normal shoes. Like, I don't know what people expect me to wear. Let's go around the horn. Fair or foul, the criticism, Jason Martin? I mean, Twitter's going to Twitter, right? Trolls are going to troll. They're going to come out and do that. Like, was it what some people might expect somebody like you to wear? What? Hold no, on. but people what, don't what, know are you. you. Are, bro, th- that sounds like hate language. Like, what do you expect me to wear? Like, are you profiling me as a white man? Okay, now we're now we're getting way off track. But when we were at the national title game down in Tampa in January, you were in the press box with a hoodie jeans and tennis shoes it was i was rolling with too. khakis i was rolling with khakis and a long sleeve dress shirt without and, a jacket and you and, mocked me relentlessly as i shivered in the second half that's because i i thought should i say something should i be like mr mom here like when we were dressed to go to the game should i be like hey you sure you don't want to take a coat because i looked at the weather forecast and i knew it was going to be in the 50s and the 50s in tampa or miami i don't know why it is but if you've ever been like in south florida when it gets to be like 55 degrees, it feels like it's 17 degrees. It's I don't know what it is about Florida like cold, but a Florida cold is a different kind of cold than a cold anywhere else. And so maybe it's just because your expectation is it's going to be 80 degrees. Anybody who's ever been in South Florida when it's like 55 or 52 degrees, I mean, it feels like it's 15 degrees outside. So I took a coat. But yes, that's what I wore to that game. And that was, that was totally a national normal. title game. And, and there were a lot of people dressed much worse than you, just some straight disheveled folk in that press box so I mean yeah. it was fine like when I saw that photo like when you said you told me this morning when we talked before the show it was like did you see my outfit last night and I hadn't at the time and I went and looked at the tweet the sunglasses are a little bit out of hand like they look gigantic on you I'm not really sure what's going on there but like you you're the only Friday person who had an issue with the sunglasses so far it's the I only had to take thing a shot I- at something all right so fair or foul Danny G and and Robert what was the the verdict there yeah, I, I I don't think the pants are as bad as what the tweets were making them out to be. But the sleeves and the shoes, though, not a good look, Clay. No, no <laughs> what offense. What is that? It's a polo. What is the sleeves? Like, it's, <laughs> because what is the matter the, with the sleeves? The sleeves are almost coming down to your elbows. They just don't fit your arms the proper way. 
This uh, is not my shirt. It's a celebrity <laughs> shirt. You know, you could have worn your shirt. It's a Friday Night Lights celebrity polo. I mean, like, I'm sure that, that the purpose of the shirt was not to fit perfectly. It was to pay homage to one of the greatest shows of all time and then to tie it in to hockey and wear it for a big game. The shoes like, are the polo wasn't designed for me. And the shoes are like an off-white color, so it almost looks like you have dirty slippers on. He's N- got nurse shoes on. Yeah, nurse shoes. No, no offense to Turlock, California, but it looks like you're about to walk into the Stanislaus County Fair. Whoa, Barrett Salee. <laughs> Barrett Salee coming on strong on Twitter. Our frequent guest, Barrett Salee, tweets out, kind of looks like a frat bro going to a Smash Mouth concert in 99. <laughs> Clay was walking on the sun last night on his way into Bridgestone. I'm going to have to text my wife and wake her up and have her defend this outfit because I thought I I was like, this is like, I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, this polo is a little bit too big, but I was like, okay, you know, I understand I'm paying homage here. I'm like, evidently the jeans, I I, I don't know what I need to do. I'm just going to, I'm just going to only wear biker shorts from now on because evidently if you don't wear incredibly tight crotch grabbing uh, pants now, people are like, oh, those pants are too loose. The pants fit. I thought they were a little bit tight. Like I, I granted, I grew up in the '90s when people wore jeans that never fit. But I'm not the guy who's going to wear the the. I, I got to be careful what I say here. Like the ball grabbing, crotch like like. These were like, I might as well take a picture jeans. of my penis with some of these jeans that oh, I wear. No, people no. wearing now. Is anybody going to defend my outfit? There were a couple of people on Twitter that were like, "You people don't understand fashion." <laughs> That's right. That was but me. they were they were just they were basically in an empty woods like that nobody was, probably, was even there. It's probably my mom. My mom probably like just <laughs> like people always say like how do you live the way you live on social media where like everybody's commenting on everything possibly that you put out literally instantaneously. Um, and this is a perfect example of that. I put out a picture paying homage to Friday Night Lights and I just get destroyed. Open phone lines, 877-996-6369. Go look at that, at, that, at that outfit, and I want people to be able to weigh in who have good fashion sense. Maybe, I don't know, what's the, what's the Vogue? Who's at Anna Wintour? I guarantee you right now, Anna Wintour driving into work. She's watching it. She's listening. She's going to pull up her Twitter feed. She's going to be like, I, I've never seen somebody look better going to a hockey game than Clay Travis did last night. He looked, he looked amazing. That's how a millionaire going to a hockey game should dress. That's what she's thinking. Just a casual guy, fits in, easy look. I mean, nice, Mark like, Cuban goes to Mavs games in t-shirts and jeans and tennis shoes all the time. Yeah, unrestrained amount of sexiness. Like, this guy can't look any better. That's what she's thinking. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I mean, Which was worse for a sports, sports personality, the outfit that I chose to wear to the, the Preds-Penguins game, or the officiating era for the referee, which was worse, his performance or my performance? His performance. I mean, I, I don't that think it's you really close. Yeah, I actually had to, like, duck my head and kind of put my head in my hands while I was saying that. But the truth of the matter is, again, and this is exactly what I said off the top when you asked me this question in the first hour, goals are so rare, they're so hard to come by, and they're worth so much in hockey that to take not one but two away in this series, one in game one and then certainly egregiously – last night on the blown call in a series where the Preds were struggling to score. They're at home. This was the kind of momentum that they needed. It's a game they had to win, or the series, of course, would end as it did with the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup. 
you just can't look at this and and feel like it's anything but enormous. Yes, would 1-0 have held up? I have no idea, but I know Pekka was unbelievable at home throughout much of this series. If you give him a one-goal lead, that might have been enough to get it to a Game 7. So if you want to tell me that that goal might have cost them Game 6, that means it cost us Game 7, and it may have cost Nashville a chance at a cup. So that is a pretty big call, I would say, if you look at all the evidence. Yeah, and let's bring in the guys out in L.A. This is much better. I mean, as, as bad as the officiating was in Game 4 in the NBA, and as much as I think it's fair to believe that NBA officiating is basically the WWE, the old-school WWF, that you can't really rely on it. There's always the rumors out there that there is uh, something in play. And I will say this. I don't buy into the fact that the NBA makes decisions like this for the betterment of the sport and for ratings. Because, for instance, right now the NBA has whatever it is, like a 10-year television contract that they signed with Turner and with the uh, and with the ESPN. But I do think that ESPN is so utterly desperate. I was talking with somebody who said this, said, you know what, the, there's not been a lot of talk about this, but the NHL playoffs on NBC, even though a third of the people watch them that watch the NBA playoffs, are going to be more profitable this year for NBC than the NBA playoffs are going to be for ESPN. And I hadn't even thought about that, but the, but the person I talked to who would know said, man, ESPN is just taking this right on the chin with the amount of people that are going to watch, assuming that it ends in five games. Assuming that the Warriors close it out tonight in five games and this thing ends 4-1. Now, if it had gone six or seven games, that's different. That's when you actually make your money. For people out there who aren't aware, like when games go six or seven, that's when the leagues actually make money for their television partners. When they go four or five, they're hemorrhaging cash they are losing money hand over fist. And when you combine that with the fact that the uh, Eastern Conference Finals were a five-game series as well, ESPN is up against it. So it's more likely if you were like, somebody's got to hit the bat phone, not to be Adam Silver, but to be John Skipper or Bob Iger, the people at the top of ESPN and Disney, respectively, who were desperate to have this series continue. Let's bring in the LA crew. Was the officiating at in game in game six of the NHL finals worse than anything, any mistake we've seen so far in the NBA this, this, this postseason. I mean, it, it was still zero to zero. Preds were still in it and didn't get it done. And like Eddie Garcia was telling us earlier on the show, once that whistle blows, it's like the other sports where the play is dead and 99% of the time in the NHL, that play is dead. So it sucks. It was bad timing, but when it's all said and done, the Preds uh, just couldn't outlast the Penguins. And and in the NBA, Clay, it's the calls are like they're subject to uh, like we had a call earlier who said, you know what I think it is that it's not fixed per se, but when uh, one team gets a lot of fouls called on them immediately, it opens up the floor for the other team. So in a way, it's like. Uh, the NBA officials helping the other team get on a roll. So it's very subjectional. It's very subjectional? Is that a word? Oh, my bad. 
<laughs> it's very it's subjectionable. Gong Not, yourself, Danny. Play some kind of audio. Yeah, I mean, that's, worse that's, than, that's worse than my outfit for sure. It's very. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, I was listening, and I was like, for a minute, I was like, man, that that word seems like it should kind of exist. It's like I've been sitting around for some reason in the last couple of months. I've been using the word complexify, and it seems like it should, instead of complicate, it seems like complexify should exist. I'm not sure if it's it really a real doesn't. word, but I'm like, you're just trying to complexify this situation. Like, it seems like it fits better than complicates. And what did you, what word did you just what, use? What word was I looking for there? Ob- subjective, what? my bad. I was looking for the word subjective. But what word did you use? I don't even remember now. We're going to have to go back you, to the you know, You know, West Coast time, I start my shift at 10.30 oh, p.m. Now, now, now it's the truth, excuse. though. Not an excuse guy, but we do start it like, it's just like, I'm not an excuse guy. All right, so we, uh, Jason Martin. Yeah, I've got uh, right her. She's now, ready. Are you call, is she there? Yes. All right, my wife is calling in to talk about the outfit. Uh, my wife, Laura, L-A-R-A. Laura, Laura I mean, so... You said, well, I was getting ready. I didn't know what to wear to the game. And you said you should put on your coach's polo there. It's hanging in the closet. It's the right okay. colors for the Preds. It's going to look great. And and now everybody is ridiculing me. And I am saying that the wife is to blame anytime the husband looks bad. Defend yourself. I don't think the wife is to blame every time the husband looks bad, first of all. But, yeah, I did. I picked the shirt um, straight from Kyle Chandler's back to yours. Uh, I thought it was an appropriate good luck charm to bring to the to the game. Maybe not so much in hindsight, but uh, yeah, I stand by the shirt. It was big. We said, "Hey, it doesn't quite fit right." You were like, eh, "I don't know. This looks kind of big." I said, "Yeah, that looks kind of big, but it's straight from the show, so it's okay. You get a free pass if it's straight from Friday Night Lights." All right. So, what about my jeans and my shoes? I don't see the problem with those. I think maybe the picture doesn't do them justice. Um, yeah. So I, you're I defending the outfit. I, I, I thought I I'm looked pretty good. The outfit. I'm defending the outfit. Um, I think I think going to the jeans and the shoes to slam you is, is just being mean and jumping on the uh, let's slam the outfit bandwagon. Well, last night, to be fair, the bandwagon started really fast because when we were driving home from the Preds game last night, I was like, my outfit got killed, and you were reading the comments, and you were yeah, like, that yeah, was the, funny. yeah, that, that was. But so, I I have completely pulled myself out of the equation, and I'm saying that this outfit is on you, and I think that <laughs> I think that anytime anytime a husband wears an outfit, this is my position. Anytime a husband wears an outfit out of the house, it's his wife's fault if it looks bad. I, that's the rule. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not the rule. This sounds very much uh, like a. I got it so early in the morning. This sounds uh, this sounds very much like a metaphor for marriage, where you know every time something goes wrong, you can turn to your spouse and be like, "Oh, it's all your fault." But uh, I'm going to stand by the outfit, and and that's as far as I'm going to go on that matter. No, you're wrong. I mean, if if everybody else disagrees with it, and then I look bad, and I think I look fabulous, by the way, and I appreciate you supporting the outfit. But if if, if they are right and I'm wrong, then it's your fault. Um, well, they're just wrong, I guess. All right, that's my wife calling in to defend. <laughs> call, calling in. Right, what, would you, get, what would you have to say? Get ready for camp. What would you have to say to everybody who's been who's been making fun of my outfit? What would you tell them that they're being mean? Um, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That's what no, I would not say. if it's wrong. They're not. In, but thank you. Go get the kids ready. All this right, is like, yeah, it's summer camp time. This is the deal. 
I'm not sure How that was all that great a defense, Clay. She definitely kind of threw me under the – like, if, if there was a train coming, she let me get hit by the train there. I, I, I thought that she was going to – I mean, again, we're getting ready, and I say this all the time. Anytime we're going out in public, I say to my wife, what do you think I should wear tonight? Because I'm the kind of guy – I don't trust my opinion on what I should wear, right? So, like, I would wear T-shirts, shorts, and flip-flops to everything. Go to a wedding, I'd go T-shirts. Like, my wife is the one who says, no, this is appropriate, this is inappropriate. She's the one, uh, she's the one who made the suggestion of the Friday Night Lights coaches polo. And otherwise, I would never have worn that. Would have worn the jeans and the and the shoes. Those are on me. But also, she allowed me to leave with them on. So, I, I don't know. I mean, it was not a full-throated defense of the outfit. It was definitely not a full... Like, she was stuttering, like stumbling over. Like, she was trying to find a way to help you. I think she's rattled by the criticism. You know how, she like, didn't sometimes... Expect it. Yeah, after you're a golfer... And you stand over a putt for too long, and then, like, I think she stood over the putt for too long. The U.S. Open's coming up this weekend on Fox, plug, plug. And she was standing there, like, looking at the putt, like, looking at the lie, the green, everything else. She was confident on her read. And I don't know, like, I don't know if I can trust her opinion on clothes anymore. (laughs) Because she just led me right over the middle. It's like, if you're a wide receiver, and your quarterback leads you over the middle, and you just get blown up, you know what you do after that? Alligator arms. You're not going out the same way anymore. I don't know. Maybe that's. Maybe I'll ask John Sally about this. That's a have guy. You seen, been, have you yeah. seen people? Real quick. Have you seen people tweeting that somebody tweeted me a bad Hawaiian shirt you wore to a Titans game? That's like not, there that, are people that, now coming out that have taken photos of you in bad outfits and are saying, "Yeah, you cannot be trusted at no, all on what you wear." That is a that is that is fake news because I will tell you this right now. I wear to Tennessee Titans games. I'm a Titans season ticket holder. Marcus Mariota is basically Jesus, but when the Titans drafted him, I went on to eBay and I bought a vintage Hawaiian shirt from 1999 when the Titans went to the Super Bowl to meld the Super Bowl run with Hawaii with Marcus Mariota. I think that everybody should wear Hawaiian shirts to Tennessee Titans games if you are a fan because that should be the trend. Like everybody, all these other losers wearing jerseys to games do what they do. In Nashville, because of Mariota, everybody should wear Hawaiian shirts and the entire state. So that's intentional. Like, nobody looks that great in a Hawaiian shirt. I look spectacular in the Hawaiian shirt that I wear to Titans games. That's what I wear instead of a jersey. It's a great look. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.